G'day, it's Chris. And there's very little, if no, background noise. We have a party outside, it's uh, Thursday night, and I thought I'd just do a really nice podcast on the topic of motivation versus inspiration. I know that sounds like a little cliche, and I want you to forgive me for that, but let's be really clear on what those two things mean because it's quite a transitional process going from between the two. Neither of them is right and neither of them is wrong. There's just a time and a place for both. Up until the age of about 35 to 40, motivation is the key ingredient of success. What we do is we dangle a carrot in front of our face, or somebody does, and we pursue that carrot. And what that person has to do as a leader is just keep moving the carrot a little bit further away from us to keep us doing what they want. And that means, in a more simple language, they will pat us on the shoulder or kick us in the butt when we do right and wrong. And we work really hard to achieve that, primarily because people outside of us hold the power. When we're younger, we know we have to get jobs in companies where people are more mature and older than us. We have to get a, a position on a football team where the coach is older or more wise than us. And so we are really seeking their approval continually. And that's really important. We actually come to define being loved by the approval of another human being on earth. And that's exactly how it's meant to be. That causes people to reproduce babies. It causes people to rise up in companies, to pass their exams, to comply with governmental and social and family um, requirements. There's a pain associated that because the same person who can give us approval can give us rejection. And so there's a, it's, it's, it's a rather complicated duality that although we want to be motivated to seek the good, we're also motivated to avoid the bad. And the same person who can deliver us approval can deliver us rejection. So this is pretty much uh, the way things work for, for most of the population around the world up until 35, 40, 45, sometime around that period when they go through what's called a midlife crisis. And this midlife crisis is not really midlife. What it's basically saying is, I've become um, somewhat disenchanted by the fact that even though I work to get somebody's approval, the same person who approved of me can reject me. Even though I've worked to get all good or be approved of positively, um, I get negative feedback. And so this, the, 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 the balance of information, the support and challenge that arrives, creates this discomfort. The more people we give power to, 
to give us approval, positive and negative feedback. The more the bars of what's called the prison cell of life, the bars of our boundaries of existence become fixed. So let's say we have a hundred people, we say that person's opinion is really important to me, that person's opinion negative or positive is really important to me, the more bars we put on our prison cell until such time as it starts to cut out the light. This goes on and it's called, for most people this is called mental health problem. The seeking of approval and the avoiding of rejection from the people that they have empowered to be the approver or the rejecter, the parents, the children, the boss, the friends, the colleagues, the teammates, the people we give power to, to accept and reject us, become the bars around which we build our prison. There comes a time where we want fresh air and to get fresh air, we have to change the paradigm. Now, we can't uh, reject the paradigm because it exists for the vast majority of people on earth and it runs companies, churches, communities, families, relationships. Um, it runs global uh, movements. It, 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 it really does collect and collaborate people into groups, tribes as it may be called. But there comes a day where we say, I, I really want to break free. That's when we replace the outer voices of approval and rejection and acceptance and uh, rejection. We replace them with our inner voice. Now the problem with this movement, this transition from the outer voices to speaking to yourself and, and your own opinion of yourself becoming the driving force or the motivating force of your life which we call inspiration. The problem with this is that you speak meaner to yourself than you'd ever speak to another person. So that the process of moving away from the prison cell of other people's opinions and other people's judgment and other people's expectation of us is that we move into the zone of our own approval, rejection, expectation, uh, acceptance, uh, etc., of ourselves. And we are far crueler in the, in the dialogue we have with ourselves than we would ever be with another person. And so it leads us to have to master the art of talking to ourselves in a more conscious way. We can't take the dangle the carrot motivation uh, system and put it inside us. That's basically just projecting someone from outside and putting it inside. The inner voice, the motivator, has to be, from the inside, the inspirer, has to be re-educated. And that re-education process teaches it to say, no matter what I've done or not done, I'm worthy of love. So we learn the three levels of self-talk, parent, adult, child, um, uh, motivate, instruct and reward. And we have to learn to educate those three voices and deliberately concentrate those three voices on a daily basis to inspire us to do what we do, 
But when we forget to use our own voice, when we forget to use our inner voice, we become clumsy and very mean to ourselves and self-critical. And that's worse than being motivated by other people's opinion. If other people's opinions say you're stupid, we will say you're fucking stupid. So we will exaggerate the criticism and we will exaggerate the, the remuneration for doing something good. But self-talk, inspired self-talk, doesn't have to be so dual, doesn't have to be so polarized. And we learn the techniques of talking to ourselves if we criticize ourselves, we will say something along the lines, if it, let's say uh, our self-talk said, oh, you're stupid. We say to the inner voice, yes, I know, and that's okay. If it says, you're an idiot, you say, yes, I know, and that's okay. And what we're trying to do with the inner voice when it's critical is evolve from it to embrace the parts of ourselves that we, that we would have rejected if someone had told us from the outside, you're stupid. If the neighbor had said across the fence, you're stupid, we may have gone in defense or we may have uh, in defense, <laughs> across defense. We may have gone uh, into some dialogue to justify not being stupid. But when we say it to ourselves, when we hear the self-talk, you are stupid, what we need to say is, yes, I know. We need to accept that and say, but it's okay. When the inner voice says you're amazing, you go, yes, I know, and that's okay. So the inner voice, the transition between motivation and inspiration, the movement between outer voice and inner voice, the outer voices of others and the inner voice of self, requires a lot of discipline. And what we say in the sort of a, a generic language in nature is, when you pull out a, a weed, which means stop the self, stop the motivation from others, the opinions of others being the influencer, we must plant flowers, which means we must generate self-talk within ourselves that, that can sustain us through tough times. And the time to do that, the time to practice that is in the good times. This is Chris, have a great day. If you have any questions about this topic, please don't hesitate to ask. Bye for now.